Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Welcome, everybody, to Passage to Profit. This is Richard Gearhart from Gearhart Law, a full-service intellectual property law firm. We've got a great show tonight. We're going to be talking about entrepreneurs, businesses, and their intellectual property, otherwise known as everything you wanted to know about intellectual property, but we're afraid to ask. And I'm Elizabeth Gearhart. I work at Gearhart Law, but I am not an attorney. I help with the marketing, and I have my own company, which I will talk about later. And if you do have a question about patents, trademarks, copyrights, litigation, somebody said you a cease and desist letter, somebody's opposing your trademark, whatever. Richard is the guy to talk to. And that completely unbiased, objective (laughs) opinion from my wife. So what's up first? IP in the news, right? Right. So I hate to bring up COVID because it's a downer for everybody, but this is maybe some good news about COVID. So China just issued its first COVID vaccine patent through the Chinese Intellectual Property Office for vaccine maker CanSino. So we are hoping that pretty soon we'll have a vaccine and we can go back to life as somewhat normal. I don't know if it'll ever be exactly the same, but the important thing is they're getting a vaccine. But another important piece of this is that when investors saw that they had been issued a vaccine, the company's stock rose 14% on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. That's pretty darn good. Yeah. So they still have some work to do, though. They're still in phase three clinical trials. So hopefully that will work out. So what are phase three clinical trials for a drug? Do you know? Oh, absolutely. So there's three phases for clinical trials. The first one is phase one, and they usually do testing on very small amounts. Sometimes they do animal testing, which is unfortunate, but they sometimes also use synthetic models. Then phase two, if it passes the safety requirements and it shows that the drug is working to some degree. Phase two is on human beings and usually it's just on 10 or 12 human beings. The trials are very small because they want to limit the risk. And then phase three trials are where the trials are on large populations after they've determined. So it's a three-step process that all drugs in the U.S. go through and most other countries have similar trial requirements because they want to make sure that everything is safe. Of course, in the COVID world, we're really kind of stepping up the gas. A lot of the COVID vaccinations now, there's 14 trials in place right now. The government has ordered 100 million doses of each drug that is being done in a clinical trial. So if it turns out that one of those drugs works, then as soon as it gets FDA approval, there'll be 100 million vaccinations available to the general population. So I think it's very important for people to understand that that's not normally the way it happens. Usually they wait for the FDA to issue an approval and then they start making it. But right now the government wants to get the vaccine out there as quickly as possible. And so that's what they're doing. So yes, they are fast tracking the process. And I do want to give credit to Fortune Online. This article was written by Grady McGregor, August 18th, 2020. And we're pretty excited about this. But I do want to wait till phase three trials are over because I don't really want an experimental vaccine. (laughs) But I do want to take it when it comes because I want to be able to go out again. So way to go, researchers. You should be the rock stars. You should be making the billions. That's right. (laughs) It's usually the executives that make the billions, by the way. So let's go on to something more. Yes, on the lighter side. Yes, Yes, so... 
um, I'm sure some of our listeners have had problems getting out of bed in the morning. That's certainly one of my issues. So there's been a patent that was actually developed back in 1882. There was a technology and the inventor is a Mr. Applegate from Camden, New Jersey, no less. And it's called a device for waking persons from their sleep. Basically what it is, is it's a frame that hangs over the bed and it is attached to an alarm clock. And so when the alarm goes off, this frame falls on the head of the person who's sleeping. So there's this <laughs> poor guy in a very nice bed, by the way, especially for 1882. And it's attached with an alarm clock. And when the alarm clock goes off, it hits him in the head and hopefully wakes him up. He well, says, there's a whole bunch of little weights on a grid hanging down from string. I think that would wake anybody up if it hit him in the face. <laughs> yeah, we could modernize this, you know, with smart technology. You could put them all over the house. You could put them over your husband's easy chair so whenever you want to wake him up. You could have one for your partner in bed when they start snoring. You know, you just hit your iPhone and hopefully put, they would stop. And if it's people you don't like, you can put some pretty heavy weights on there. I would put spiders on there. <laughs> <laughs> that would pop anybody out of bed quite quick. So anyway. anyway, well, hats off to Mr. Applegate, Samuel Applegate from Camden, New Jersey. If any of his relatives are listening out there and they want to join us on the program, we'd be happy to have you on. Well, so what year was that? It was in 1882. Maybe this, some of his relatives are around. In yeah, this was high tech back then. So we're going to a break. You're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt. And we'll be back with our guest, Joni Rogers-Conte, right after this. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gerhardt Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at Gear. GearHeartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law. www.GearHeartLaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearheart. We also have with us Kenya Gibson, who is our iHeart Media Maven. Passage to Profit with my lovely bride, Elizabeth Gearheart, who bride. is looking especially nice. She always looks nice, but today she's looking especially nice. And there's a reason for that. And that's because our next guest, Joni Rogers from Senegance, sent her a box of makeup before the show and she's wearing it now and she looks even more gorgeous than usual. So welcome to the show, Joni. Tell us a little bit about what you're up to. Thank you so much. I'd really like to start by telling you how my grandfather woke me up as a little girl, not with a thing that fell on my head, but with a cattle prod. Oh my. You know, those electric cattle prods. If we slept in, he was zzz, and that for sure got you out of bed in the morning. Well, you said you're on your ranch in Oklahoma, so. <laughs> yes. In fact, the same property that he used to raise cows on, we now live here. And this place brings back a lot of memories of childhood. Anyway, my company is Cinegence. We are a cosmetic company 
And interestingly enough, we had the patent for long-lasting color technology. Over 21 years ago, we introduced into the cosmetic space color that does not come off until you take it off. And that's how long-lasting color began. I'm rubbing my lips back and forth. You can rub them vigorously and it will not come off. The color will not come off. In fact, I have a picture of the products that we uh, create. It began with, you can see here, the tubes of LipSense. We hit the market with these tubes of LipSense about 21 years ago. We started with six colors and uh, we have since expanded our product line to over 400 products. Now, you know, Richard, we were also very concerned with our patents because I had absolutely no money. I lived in a trailer. I had just divorced my husband. I had $7 in my pocket. I received from my husband's sole physical and legal custody of my only son. Wow. And so we were building on a shoestring. Wow. So we decided, because we knew we could not afford any type of patent litigation, we decided we were going to be the quiet giant company. So you kept everything as a trade secret? Was that your ultimate decision? Everything was a secret. Yeah. We did not advertise. We're sold through direct sales, woman to woman, mouth to mouth, person to person. We are now in 17 countries We've sold billions of dollars of products. Wow. And of course, we only had one patent issue oh. over those first 21 years. So we were very, very fortunate. Now, of course, patents only last for so long. Right. So after our patent, we no longer had protection over the patent. We decided not to be quiet giants anymore. We decided to be very loud giants, of course, which we are. So we're sold now in 17 countries and we have tens of thousands of women who enjoy representing our products, selling them to the end consumer. It's been quite a journey. Well, you've had some competition too. There's Mary Kay, there's Avon. And I must say, I, I used your products. You sent me some as a sample. Arrived on my birthday. Thank you. And they're different. They are very light. You don't feel like you're glopping a whole bunch of stuff on your face. And when you do mm -hmm. put it on, you don't really feel like you have it on. But I'm just wondering, beyond the feel of your products, what do you attribute to being able to grow your company so big with all that other competition that was already out there? Well, I honestly don't think your product can survive unless it's good. If it cannot stand on its own without an influx of money and advertisement, then just forget it, pack up and leave. The fact that our product, you said earlier, when you apply our product to your skin, you could not feel it. It's literally weightless. We have, of course, trade secrets we don't share with anyone. We have so many different things within our product that differentiate it from the regular products that have been in the marketplace that when a woman tries our product, it's like, wow, this is different. In fact, our long lasting color not only stays on, I have it all over my face. It's the whole product line stays on until you take it off at night. So I put this on at 530 this morning. I will have it on until about midnight tonight and look exactly like this. And trust me, I have a busy day, but every layer of it, step by step, is skincare. Wow. 
So as you're wearing it and it's staying on, you're actually making your skin more beautiful. So the more you wear, the longer you wear it, the more beautiful your skin becomes. That's great. And of course, as an intellectual property guy, I can't resist going back to talk about the IP just a little bit because you bring up a good point. IP patents are not really right for every single product out there. And the cosmetics industry is one where it's kind of a judgment call about whether I should patent it and then disclose what the technology is to the competitors. And then enforcing the patents is difficult because now you've got to know what the formulations of the competitors' cosmetics are, and that's not always easy to find those things out. And things change so rapidly in the cosmetics industry, too. New formulations are coming out all the time. So our advice is usually if you have something that's really sort of groundbreaking that you think is going to stay a part of your line for many, many years, like your patent was regarding the color, then maybe that's that's something to consider, but trying to protect every formulation is very difficult. And it also depends on where you are financially too. Your brand is very well protected that you have registered trademarks on everything. I was so blessed in the beginning of the company that I was surrounded by people who saw how exceptional it was. And our president of our company, Michael Mode, I met through a lawsuit waged by a boyfriend, an old boyfriend, who wanted to have 50% of the company. Well, through that experience, of course, we were uh, working on that lawsuit together. Ultimately, he became our president. And he was our president for 16 years. There aren't very many cosmetic companies that have a president as their legal counsel. But Michael just buttoned up every single hole he possibly could I had a dream about this last night. I was thinking about 21 years and what that looks like. And he really is the person responsible for building the culture of our company. He set rules in place that make it a beautiful place to work. It's fair for everyone. Our tens of thousands of distributors get along and we work well together. And that's because of this structure that he put in place year after year after year. I'm just very grateful to Michael. And when people talk about attorneys, I love attorneys. So I love you guys. <laughs> Thank you. I wouldn't be here today without great attorneys. We appreciate that. When you need one, they're handy to have around. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I'm sitting here a little with goosebumps a little bit because the person that I selected to speak on uh, Cultivate today or Highlight and Cultivate is Madam C.J. Walker. And I'm listening to you speak. And I got the chills because I wasn't sure who I was going to highlight today. And I feel like there's such similar stories here. It's very strange and very surreal. So I just commend you for obviously being a woman-owned business or taking, you know, traditionally what could be a difficult model to, to grow a business and implementing it and giving other women the opportunities to essentially have their own business as well. So I just want to commend you for that because I think that's super important, especially in this day and age. I did want to talk about though, the other part of that, which was Richard touched upon not patenting your formulas or your idea. And uh, we've taken that road 
for most of our other products. We decided not to patent it for the reasons that Richard had mentioned in that you have to disclose lots of information. And instead, we break up our formulas and we'll make a part of it over here and then another part of it over there and then it'll be merged together over here so that the trail is very difficult. And it's not only the formula, but it's the whole manufacturing process that makes an impact and a difference in how a product turns out. How long does it take to come up with a formula for like a makeup? Like if you have an idea for like a foundation or mm. a concealer, what is that process like? Well, in the beginning, it was two weeks, me and my chemist. <laughs> so that's very efficient. It works very quickly and you can literally start and finish and get to market within a two week period of time. Now, of course, because our company is so large and we have big departments and you have to follow all the detailed rules rules and laws and even rules on print size on a label, things that I didn't know about in the beginning. It literally takes two to three years. Well, I actually want to compliment Joni because so often entrepreneurs, when they begin a business, want to hold on and control everything. And that limits them, limits their time, their ability to create structure, function, and disciplined approach to running the business. And Joni, compliments to you to recognize the talents and what Michael brought in the ability to structure, create that structure, allowing you the freedom to create and innovate and grow the business. You can always come from a place where you're making the decisions that are best for you and your business. Thank you so much, Joni. And you're listening to Passage to Profit on WOR 710, the voice of New York. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed, and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit gearheartlaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. If you missed our first segment and you want to know how to grow a business from nothing, then listen to our podcast tomorrow because our first segment, Joni Rogers, what she did was amazing. And if anybody could follow in her footsteps, they'd be blessed because wow. But now I have someone that can help you do that. (laughs) Uh, Larry Prince. So I have actually spoken to Larry a couple of times and been extremely impressed by Larry's business knowledge and his ability to help companies at an executive level and group level. And his company is Prince Leadership. So welcome, Larry. Thank you, Elizabeth and Richard. Pleasure to be with you today. So tell us how your approach is a little bit unique because you don't really do business coaching. I don't know what you actually call it, advisory? Trusted advisory, business coaching, executive coaching. You know, it's a mix of all those terms. I like to say we're in the business of emotion. And that is what differentiates us from many other business consultants and management consultants. So we're in the business of helping business owners and CEOs of small and middle market businesses 
including family-owned businesses, which has a lot of emotion in it, which we could talk about. <laughs> I helped them manage that emotion, really understand the root of it to better solve problems, work on the business, not just in it, learn how to hold tough talks with their people, make better decisions. And what our passion is, and my aim is to help build stronger and more sustainable companies and achieve their goals and mission and purpose. And you're kind of a sounding board for the CEO. So it's hard when you're a CEO to find somebody you can trust that you can talk to things about and know it won't go any further and know that you'll just kind of get another read on it. So you really provide that service as well, right? You know, it's funny, a couple of weeks ago, one of my clients, and she's the CEO, not an owner, but she's the CEO of the company. And she calls and says, Larry, you're my business therapist. I think, Elizabeth, we talked about that one time, but she actually called me that. And I never really thought about that, that there is great emotion. And Joni and Nicole and Lisa, you could probably share the emotion of starting a business, running a business, growing a business. And who's available as a non-biased outside person to challenge the owner, to test their assumptions, help them make better decisions. And that's what we do. And we had a real disciplined approach to problem solving. And we have tools to help them quantify where they need to grow the business. Why don't you give us a few examples of the types of interactions that you've had with CEOs? Hey, Richard, I have a client. She's a dynamo. I, I give her so much respect for 15 years of building a business up to $30 million revenue a year, family-owned healthcare company. She calls me about five, six weeks ago and literally used the word, I need your help, help. And not just like help with this project or that, just help me overcome the emotion of what I'm feeling. And so the first thing I do is just let them vent a little, right? Let a person release some of that emotion up front and what we did is we talked about what was causing that frustration, that emotion. And first it was sales because of COVID-19 were down 30%. Mm. Uh, they were no longer profitable. And this was a profitable business. And then three of her managers, and this is really what bothered her, three of her managers that she relied on were not doing what she expected. She was frustrated with them. And you see this quite often, especially in family-owned businesses where there's natural tension in family anyway. So what we did is I use good problem solving technique. And before we jump to solutions, you know, you talk about patents and what you do. And I'm reminded of Einstein who, before he became famous, what did he do? He reviewed patents in a patent office. So Einstein once said that I rather spend more time understanding a problem, understanding what's causing it, the impact and all the different trade-offs before I just jump into solutions. So I applied that same discipline to help the business owner. In this case, we identified they didn't have a good sales presence. They got away for years with the way they sold their healthcare product and service, but they needed a stronger sales function. We also identified that the management team, that frustration, is because everyone is measured differently. They weren't aligned around the same goals. And that was very important too. And so we find more times than not, if you look at what ails a business and frustrates ownership, it is one, not having the right sales function in place, and two, not having people aligned around the same goals. And sure enough, that's what it was here, and we've been working these last six weeks to address it. 
I mean, I can say that the COVID crisis, you know, for us has been at times very challenging. Fortunately, the work coming in has been consistent, but I think it's taken an emotional toll on a lot of people. And as a manager, figuring out the right way to deal with that, because on the one hand, you have to make sure that the job gets done, that our clients' needs get met, but you also have to be sympathetic to the individual situations that employees come with. And, you know, where do you draw the line? When do you push? When do you back off? Can really be challenging. Do you have any thoughts about how to handle those kinds of things? That's a good way to put perspective to it, Richard. Here are a couple of thoughts. First is never lower, no matter how certain times are, never lower the commitment to excellence and achieving the goals you set. And so all my clients, whatever their goals were in January and February before COVID hit, the goals are the same. We made some fine-tuned adjustments, but do not relent on excellence commitment to achieving goals. The second is spend some time with your people, not around direction and what to do and how to do it and the next cycle around achieving something. Just get to know them as a person. So I call it the 30-minute conversation. Spend 30 minutes with your key people that report to you and don't talk about the business. Talk about them as people and share your own feelings. So you get to know when they walk in every day, what is maybe getting in the way? What are they bringing into the office, bringing in or in a remote workforce, bringing into the Zoom calls that you might not be aware of? That by being aware of it, you could be more sensitive, more empathetic, understanding, but yet at the same time, still keep that commitment bar high. So holding both as a business owner, as a business leader, That commitment bar high, but that empathy element high as well is the key to get through uncertain times. I think that's very perceptive advice, and I certainly appreciate the comments. Yeah, well, Larry is a specialist at trying to identify the emotion or identifying the emotion and diffusing it. And that's really what you're talking about with COVID because there are a whole range of emotions right now. And I talked to somebody who said, yeah, I'm never down, but I've just been in the doldrums. And It affects productivity. What would you say to that, Larry? Recognize it. Change will always affect morale, motivation, commitment, productivity, results. It always does. And if you, as a business owner, don't believe that's the case, then you're not being empathetic. So understanding each individual that reports to you and then having the management team that reports to you have the same type of conversation will strengthen the culture. People will go home at the end of the day and say, you know what? Elizabeth cares about me. Richard cares about me. They understand me. We just are able to close that gap a little bit by understanding people better. That's great. I think as a business owner, you have to be part, I don't know if I would go so far as to say psychologist, but you do have to be very intuitive about the people that you're working with. And each one is different. They all have different needs. They all have different buttons. And the larger the organization gets, the further away you are sometimes from some of those things. One of the things about the work from home 
home is I feel like I am not quite as close to my employees because it's more difficult to really get a sense of where they're at. I mean, you do the best you can with the Zoom calls. For me personally, nothing beats the one-to-one in-presence interaction. I feel like I can get more when I have those kinds of discussions. But there's also a lot of positives and some of our team members really like the option. So there's going to be a balance in the future. I highly recommend that business owners, business leaders make a concerted effort to schedule time with their key people. So that whether it's every week or at least at minimum every other week, you make scheduled time. Because when we're in the office together, we bump into each other. We get a sense of feel. We could have those water cooler conversations, those, those unplanned conversations, and those go away. The other recommendation I have is not only schedule them, but don't necessarily schedule them Zoom with a visual. There's an, a little bit of an anxiety enough going on, and you add to it sometimes with the visual. An old-fashioned, just having a phone conversation, and that way you don't have to work. I'm a pacer. I like to pace. And you know, now I can't, right? So schedule time with your people. Don't always talk about business. Understand, empathize, reinforce some of the key mission and vision of your company. That's very helpful too. You know, repurpose everybody. And don't always use Zoom or whatever technology, old-fashioned phone call. I have to agree with that. It's like kind of a relief to be on the phone <laughs> this. So unfortunately, we're out of time for this segment. But Larry, that has been excellent advice. And it's Prince Leadership. And if somebody wants to talk to a business advisor, coach, a lot of different things rolled into one, Larry is the guy to go to. So we will be right back. And you're listening to Passage to Profit, the inventor show on WOR 710, the voice of New York. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley, the inventress founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world, QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. With us now is Kenya Gibson, the media maven from iHeartRadio. Welcome, Kenya. Tell us about what Cultivate is about this week. Cultivate is a segment that we created to highlight people who are contributing to the culture. So they could be entertainers, they could be inventors, they could be entrepreneurs. And it was so interesting because I was soaking in the bathtub and I was like, God, who am I going to talk about? And Immediately, Madam C.J. Walker came to mind only because there's a really cool documentary on her that Netflix just released called Made. And it's all about her story of entrepreneurship. She was an African-American inventor that created a hair care line. And in honor of her, I wore my hair extra big today. Um, but she, she found herself losing her hair. And she had connected with another woman of color who had created some hair growth, almost like a grease and a serum to put in your hair and it grew her hair back and the product worked. 
The only unfortunate part of that is the woman who initially invented the formula was not a fan of darker skinned women marketing her product. She only wanted to use women who were fair skinned to, in the marketing of the product, which was unfortunate. So what she did it, to prove to this woman, she took some of her products, she went out there and she was able to sell a ton of product, came back and was like, listen, I, I can do this. I can sell this product. Like, you know, give me an opportunity. And, and the woman refused. So what she did is she took the formula and she added her own elements to it and she actually made it better. She made it smell better. She just kind of really made it her own, moved to another market and was able to grow her business leaps and bounds and not without challenges, but she overcame many obstacles and then gave opportunities to other women like Joni is doing to be direct distributors of that product so that they would have an opportunity to create income from their own family. So the fact that we're sitting here talking to Joni today, I was like, oh my gosh, this just goes together so well. So Madam CJ Walker. I saw the special on- The main, yeah. Yes, it was amazing. And she was so tenacious and overcame so many obstacles. But the thing I was most impressed with for that day and time was that she turned down what probably would have been a million dollar offer to put her products in a department store and instead devoted her product line to the benefit of other women who were willing to do the work to support their families. And that's exactly what our product line does. We are that high-end product line that is not in a department store, but is the only high-end product line within direct sales that other women build their businesses around. So now I'm going to talk just for a brief little bit about my business, Fireside, that I started last fall. So Fireside is an online video directory of small to medium businesses. Any business owner can be on Fireside. It's free right now. I and my friend Marcella interview people about their businesses. And I think we give you a way to talk about your business that nobody else really does because we can ask you the questions and we can make our comments. We can make you look really good because we really are interested in what you're doing and we're really trying to come from a consumer perspective. All the videos, interviews go on my website, fireside.directory. They go on my YouTube channel, Fireside Directory. And right now I'm building the site so it's not perfect, but it will get better and better. I'm using a website that was really designed for something else, but it's working. I have to do proof of concept before I can pour a lot of money into this. It's a lot of fun. I think people enjoy doing the videos because they really get to give their perspective on their companies. And Marcella and I love interviewing people. So Marcella interviewed Larry and Marcella looks like a newscast. She's gorgeous. She should be on TV. <laughs> um, so anyway, so if you're interested, you can email me or just go to fireside.directory to the contact us page and schedule using my Calendly. Without further ado, I want to introduce our first presenter, Lisa Genst. And I love your idea. You know what? I, I went on your website this morning after I brushed my teeth. I was like, oh my God, I got to get this. <laughs> <laughs> this is a water flosser for the shower. And as you can see, you remove your shower head, put our custom diverter piece on, and then there's a wall plate that attaches to your wall with adhesive strips to hold your two shower up. And then you can water floss, you can brush, you can gum massage. I came up with the idea after over 20 years of being a dental hygienist, and people do not understand that their toothbrush does not clean between their teeth. And that's why hygienists are always saying to floss. 
It's an area that's not cleaned. It's an area that a lot of people have gum disease. So flossing is difficult for a lot of people. So we recommend water flossing, but then they complain that it makes a mess at their sink. They have to use counter space. They have to plug it in. They have to recharge. It has a noisy motor. There's like lots of problems with it. So it ends up under their sink and they don't use it. So that's why I came up with two shower, two water floss in the shower. And now you have no mess. You have endless water. You don't have to fill up a little water reservoir because it connects right to your plumbing. And um, it's easy. Anybody can connect it. The gum massager is seven streams of water flossing, so it makes it very fast and easy. We also designed the gum massager to, I can just show you real quick in an image here. This is the seven stream gum massager, and it fits right under braces, and it gets right in where the patients are missing. People, like a lot of moms would complain the kids are not cleaning around their braces. It's difficult. And you can't floss at all with braces. You can't get string floss in there. So water flossing works good, but that makes it faster and easier. That's innovative to us. We do have a patent on that. Never seen in the uh, oral care industry before. The dual-headed toothbrush has two toothbrush heads and they flush as you're brushing. The point of that is, again, a problem being solved. So many people miss the tongue side of their teeth. So when you brush with this and you're thinking about getting the cheek side, you're automatically getting the tongue side. So I was trying to solve areas of problems that I saw as a dental hygienist. So my question is, where do we get them? I want like three right a now. A tooth shower? Oh, that's so yes. sweet of you. So I have a website. And it's just twoshower.com. And then we're also on Amazon. We were recently on QVC too. Congratulations. Yeah. How'd you. that go? It went well. It was, it's tough being a, a brand that no one knows though, mm -hmm. you know? So it was really more of an introduction to us. If I had to speak out, Joni, on what my biggest difficulty is, the biggest obstacle though that I found is awareness, is getting oh, for people sure. to know about it. Right. And that just costs a lot of money. It does. So you know, people used to tell me all the time to go on Shark Tank. Yeah. It could get you a great amount of exposure. Don't know that you want to sell a portion of your company though. Right. Yeah. But it's awareness, awareness. Congratulations. It's a brilliant yeah. invention. Oh, thanks. It's really fun to have people improving their oral care. I love going to the dentist. I know that's like a weird confession. Like I really enjoy it and get, I enjoy getting my teeth clean. So if this will create that same experience, I am all about that. <laughs> yeah, um, J.D. Scott from the Property Brothers just made a video for us about how much he loves it. And during this time of quarantine, it's really great. But what's great about it, which we didn't even think about when we first did it, is like having it flush while you brush. You're not mm -hmm. just moving the plaque around. Right. It's actually like being flushed off. So it does feel super clean. Well, I'm going to your website and I'm definitely ordering one. Oh, I appreciate it. People, we need to keep our teeth clean during quarantine. It's not, everybody doesn't feel comfortable going back to the dentist. So this is a good time for something like this. The World Health Organization just recommended not getting cleanings because there's a lot of aerosol created. I think that this is an excellent product. I brush and floss before my shower, but I have a really hard time flossing because my teeth are really close together. Most people take a shower every day and if it's right there, you're going to use it. And I like the fact that you can get the front and back at the same time that cuts way down on the time you spend brushing right yeah and we designed it so that the custom diverter that you put up there on your schedule on the screen that you can actually use a handle here and you can just divert the water 
to just the two showers. So some people are telling me they're just sticking their head in their shower and doing it because they don't have to have the shower head running. Yeah, how much does it cost? So our MSRP is 119 for a tooth shower that has accessories, the three that I told you, a standard water flosser, a gum massager, and the dual head brush for one person. But it has storage on either side. So you can also buy what's called a couple suite, which then would have accessories for two people. They come in two different colors so that you know whose is whose. So how have you been promoting this? Have you been on social media? Yes. So we do a lot of Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and we find that most people want to buy on Amazon though. So I feel like my social media ads are directing people to Amazon. So Amazon's been a great avenue. And then we got on QVC. We're in the catalog like Hamaka Schlemmer. We have been on online sites like Touch of Modern for men, you know, getting innovative products out there. People love to see new innovative things. We initially thought our market was going to be a lot of women, but it's a lot of men are really excited about not having to string floss. It is toothshower.com. Everybody get one. Listeners, you are listening to Passage to Profit, The Inventor's Show on WOR 710, the voice of New York with Richard Elizabeth Gerhardt. We'll be right back. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at GE. E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W dot com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And if you missed part of the show, you're tuning in late, you can certainly find our podcast on all the major podcast platforms. Make sure you capture all of this great wisdom and interesting products and all of the great entrepreneurship that Passage to Profit brings. So, For our final presenter this evening, we have Nicole Harvey, and she's from Mason Re. Welcome, Nicole. Tell us about your product. I'm Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. Our philosophy is that true sustainability comes from using less items for more things. So we focus on the mason jar, which is one of the most versatile and reusable products out there. From canning, dry food storage, home decor, and drinkware, the mason jar has literally hundreds of uses. So just a little bit about our story, how we started our company. So my brother, Eric Harvey, is an engineer, and he invented the product and brought me in at the start to help spread the word. And he's an avid outdoorsman. He uses mason jars for everything, and he also loves coffee. But a major problem was that uh, the jar burns your hands when you have hot coffee in it. 
So he invented the first silicone sleeve for a mason jar, and he chose silicone because it's a great material for an eco-conscious sleeve. It has no animal hides or petroleum products, just easily sourced elements. And our sleeves are non-toxic, they have no BPA, they can be microwaved, dishwashed, they can be dropped and protect the jar inside. And so we launched our product on Kickstarter in 2014 in order to gauge market interest and get pre-orders. And we ended up doubling our fundraising goal. And then we found a great sales guy, Adrian Kimberly, who became our third partner. And he helped bring our company to where it is today. We do a lot of custom, a lot of wholesale. And we now make the sleeves in four sizes. We have the four ounce size, eight ounce size, 12 ounce size, and the 16 ounce size, the one we started with in virtually every color of the rainbow and then some. And from there, Eric also invented a CPSC certified child resistant lid for the mason jar, which we have a patent on. And it's in two sizes, the wide mouth and the regular mouth to fit all mason jars. It works like a pill container and it's made from an FDA polypropylene that is 30% repurposed flax fiber. Otherwise, the farmers burn the waste fibers or plow them under the ground. And he also invented a divider made of the same material, which we call the revider. It divides the jar into two compartments. We also have a patent on that. And you can check us out at our website. It's mason-re.com. And our Facebook and Instagram is masonry products, all one word. Really fantastically creative ideas around something that's really simple and basic, but obviously with the dividers and the caps and the colors, lots of different uses for something that was around for a long time, but now really not appreciated until today. So Nicole, I have a question. Do you sell the jars as well as the sleeves? So we do offer them on our website because some people do want those, but um, we mostly sell the sleeves alone because with our philosophy being about sustainability, you know, it's expensive and wasteful to be shipping a lot of glass. And we find a lot of our customers are already involved in canning and have tons of mason jars lying around. And so this just creates an added use for them when they aren't using their jars for canning. What makes your caps unique? It's specifically that it's a two-part cap that you push down and turn, and it's specifically designed for a mason jar. So it just, again, adds more usefulness to a mason jar by creating creating a child-resistant lid to it. So Nicole, if we like to pickle cucumbers and string beans and peppers that we grow, if I'm hearing this right, I would do that with the mason jars that we have and then be able to add your product on it to store it, hold it. Yeah, a lot of people like them because since it's silicone, it makes it so that it doesn't slip as easily. Like we found some florists like it for floral decorations because it doesn't slide as easily on surfaces. If you're using it for pickling and those kind of uses and you want to take those pickles to go, it helps because it protects the jar. So a jar of pickles in your bag might break, but with the silicone sleeve on it, it will protect it quite a bit. And it also helps, you know, with temperature fluctuations, sweating, things like that. Makes a cute gift too. Yes, definitely. Fancies up the pickle jar. Yeah, fancies up any mason jar. (laughs) And are these dishwasher safe? Yes, dishwasher safe, microwavable. That's why silicone is such a great material. It's easily sourced, 
can stand a lot of different temperature changes. Are they customizable? Like I know you have different colors and stuff. Yeah. So we do a lot of wholesale and custom. So that's definitely a big part of our business. A lot of companies will want to see their logo on our sleeves and use them, you know, whether it's a coffee shop or we have some kids stores that use them as kids cups. So yeah, definitely customizable. Yeah. When I was a little kid, my grandma would drink her hot tea out of a glass. She didn't want a cup with a handle because I guess she liked the way it tasted out of the glass. And we were all like, how can you possibly hold on to that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would burn your hands. She needed a sleeve. <laughs> been great for her. <laughs> yeah. So what's the most unusual use you've ever heard of for a mason jar? I recently had someone order a pretty large quantity. They had two sets of twins and they were ordering our four ounce and eight ounce sizes because they make homemade applesauce for their kids. So a lot of people, you know, in this sustainability world are just trying to find any way to rid plastic out of their lives. So in this case, rather than having the plastic applesauce containers that you throw away, using these jars to make in bulk applesauce and then store it for their kids to have. So I thought that was pretty cool. Well, that's great, Nicole. Unfortunately, we're running out of time uh, for your segment, but thank you very much for approaching the whole mason jar creatively. We think you're doing a great job. You've got a great product and we know you're going to be successful out there. So thank you very much. Once again, how can people find you? Mason-re.com and our Facebook and Instagram are Mason Reproducts. Thank you very much. And we'll be right back after this commercial break with more of Passage to Profit. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, Product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed, and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit gearheartlaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. So many different creative ideas. Absolutely. So to recap, we had Richard from Gearheart Law, your full-service patent trademark copyright litigation firm. We had Kenya Gibson, that's Gibson with a P, at iHeartMedia.com. If you want to do some advertising that won't break the bank, talk to Kenya. She's got so many creative ideas for how you can work with iHeart. And we actually do some advertising for Gearheart Law through iHeart beyond the radio show. And it's brought us a lot of business. Absolutely. Kenya's team has just been fantastic. They've boosted our visibility. We get lots and lots of calls from the iHeart advertising. So highly recommended. And then our guest was Joni Rogers from Senegence, S-E-N-E-G-E-N-C-E. And she sells skincare and makeup. And she sent me a sample box and I've tried it and I love it. In fact, I'm going to tell my daughter about it. It's fabulous. It's different than anything else out there. Now, I'm sure you have small sample packages you can send people, right, Joni? So try it. Yeah. And if you're watching this on YouTube or if you go to YouTube, please come and take a look at my beautiful wife. I had mascara on today she looks and great. lipstick. And then we had Larry Prince from 
princeleadership.com. So if you are in a business, if you're the business owner and you're looking to take it to the next level and you're looking to solve problems and you're looking to figure out how things are going to be going forward and what techniques you can use and how to communicate with your team, Larry is excellent. So he is your advisor, your coach. He does it all and he's really got a lot of wisdom and a lot of experience in helping businesses. Yeah, if you're in one of those perfect business storms, we call them S storms for short. If you're like at a level seven S storm, give uh, Larry a call. <laughs> Maybe he can help. And then we had a couple of consumer products that both just blow me away. So this one, tooth shower.com by Lisa Genst. You can brush your teeth in the shower. You can floss your teeth in the shower. You can take care of your gums in the shower. There's no mess to clean up. But her product is so incredibly innovative. And for what it is, it's not super expensive. I mean, the amount of money you'll save on floss and everything and the dentist and everything just by using this, it's amazing. Everybody on the show is going to get one. <laughs> We've yeah. all decided we're going to our website. And as a confessed shower flosser, I think it's time to take a new approach and take a new path. So I'm going to give it a try. Me too. And then we had Nicole Harvey with Masonry, M-A-S-O-N-R-E.com, who helps you use Masonry and jars in a number of different ways with her innovative silicone sleeves. And a lot of people are using these. She would not be successful if this was not a fantastic product. If you go on her website, it's really pretty cool what she's doing with these silicone sleeves and these mason jars and reducing waste on the planet. Absolutely. And put life into your mason jars with this product and it's uh, sustainable too. So before we go, any parting thoughts from our guests this evening? Joni first. I'd just like to say how impressed I am with the creativity of your guests today. You know, I always learn something new when I listen to shows like this and these are certain certainly some of the most interesting and brightest. And Larry, I did want to comment about how impressed I am with men like you, people like you who step into a business and you can quickly analyze and put your finger on the pulse of what's working and what isn't working. And I think that it's very important for people to seek out services that you offer and not just do it once or twice, but do it periodically throughout the growth cycles of a business because people like you bring in a depth of knowledge that is hard to come by and is impossible for one person to be able to capture as they're focused on their own goals with their own issues within the detail of a day-to-day -day business. Thank you. Very impressive. And thank you for doing that. The more people we help succeed, the better the True. world will be. True. And Coach Kenya, you'll be hearing from my people. We'd like to explore oh. what our options are. Oh, thousand percent. And I actually have a few makeup ideas that I'd like to connect with you on. So I'm sitting, I've been noodling something for a while, but I would love to get your insight and expertise. Perfect. So, perfect. Yeah. And Elizabeth and Richard, thank you so much. You're such gracious hosts. And this was definitely the most fun I've had on the show. Oh, well, thank you well, very thanks much. Thanks for the makeup. I, I really do love it. You're welcome. Enjoy. So, uh, Larry, do you have any final thoughts? Sure. sure. I, well, I like Joni, I'm very impressed with everybody, including Joni, what you've built through the years, and Lisa and Nicole, what you are on the path to do. And I would say one of the keys, a common theme here is that you found someone, whether it was a salesperson or a legal person, someone besides yourself you could rely on to help you build the business. And we see that is a part of the formula for success with many new and younger businesses, and even those who want to grow to the next level as well. I'm very impressed with a woman who helps women business leaders succeed. Her name is Sam Horn. And check out her YouTube video. I think it was a TED Talk. She helps women business leaders 
know how to go ahead and in very few words, verbalize with impact what their business is and why it's important for people to listen to it. Check her out. I'm very impressed with her. And if anyone wants to contact me, just Larry at princeleadership.com and love to have a conversation. Well, that's great. Thank you so much, Larry. Before we go, though, I'd like to thank Noah, our producer, also to iHeart and uh, their wonderful team there. They've been so supportive and they're absolutely great to work with. It's really fun to do this by Zoom because we get people from all over the country. I think we're all in different places today. Thank you, Kenya Gibson, our media maven. Don't forget to like us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and check out our YouTube channel as well. This is Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt on WOR710, the voice of New York. Thank you.